0: Season 1, Episode 54, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, Hebrews eleven one. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This is just poetry. The Word of God is amazing. I mean, the Psalms, absolutely, are. They, they're called the poetic books. Psalms, Proverbs, Job... Song of Solomon, the poetical books, but but this is poetry too. Um, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I mean that's just awesome. What a great definition. But but we don't have faith in things we can see. We don't have hope for things that we have. Hope is faith, and hope is for things that. And and, uh, what gives faith its power, at Airborne School they said, trust your equipment. That's the only nice thing they said in three weeks of a lot of harassment. But uh, the sergeant, at least I heard him say, trust your equipment. And I was the first guy out the door. So somehow I I, I thought I was getting on the airplane and I was going to be the last one off but the sergeant pulled me aside and said, you count them on, make sure the stick is all here. don't remember that I knew the number of the stick but anyway I counted them on and that put me right by the door but uh, uh, so as I inched as I shuffled to the door put my hands on the outside of the airplane I said uh, I'm trusting my equipment I'm trusting my equipment I was about uh, halfway there when I changed to if I die I'm going to heaven if I die I'm going to heaven if I die I'm going to heaven now I jumped six more times and just so happened that I was In airborne school I was always the first guy out the door then I jumped that summer uh, orientation training AOT with the 82nd. I remember it was the first brigade I don't remember what battalion it was but um, again you know they had to throw me out the airplane first. And then I jumped in reserves in 84, the summer of 84. while I left the Army, I left active duty and, and the regular Army to go into the reserves while I went to uh, um, Bible college. And then I stayed in it for a couple, two and a half years. So nine and a half years counting West Point of active duty and two and a half years. So and that comes to a total of 12 years in the Army. The last two and a half uh, just during the summer and an occasional meeting or physical. And then I got out of the Army, got out of the Reserve. Uh, One of my elders said, I don't see how you can miss a weekend a month and uh, still be the pastor of Palmetto Bible Church. So I said, you're right, Um, I'll get out. And they were looking for people to get out when I got out, so it was no problem. Uh, The Gulf War was, this was early 80s, so. The Gulf War was a little bit later than that. Anyway, it wasn't even on the radar. Uh, i got a lot of verses to read here, so I better get going. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith and hope get their, their power from the object. And I've said it in other podcasts, so I won't keep saying it here. But... Um, Uh, The object of my faith is Jesus Christ and the the God of John 3.16. And my faith is in him, and therefore I have eternal life, according to the word of God. Um, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So I'm fine with hope, and I'm good with faith. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Now this is written to the Hebrews by... James or Paul or some unnamed writer, um, but he's talking to the Jewish people, and he's talking to them comparing Christ to the New Testament to the Old Testament, the New Covenant to the Old Covenant. They were both by faith, and he's, what is he showing here? He's going back to, to, uh, to the first people on the earth. Anyway, um, for by it the elders obtain a good report. Verse three, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. God spoke the world into existence in six days. Day one, he created the, uh, the heaven, the earth, the earth, the heaven, the heaven, the earth, and light. Day two, he created the atmosphere. That's all he created on day two is the atmosphere. Day three, he created uh, plants, on day four he created the sun moon and stars on day five he created the fish and the birds day six he created all the land animals and at the end of that he created adam and eve then he set adam to work naming all the animals and he would create them in front of them in chapter two and he would name them and there was no one found for adam so he took a rib from adam put a deep sleep on adam took a rib and formed eve so you know who did cain marry Adam married his rib okay so that's a better question why don't you ask that question who did Adam marry he married his rib but the genetic code was perfect there were no mutations there were no scrambling of the DNA which happens when you marry next of kin and he married his rib but it wasn't a problem then the copy was still adequate and I think that's one of the reasons God's gonna put a time out and create a new heaven and a new earth because this one is the second law of thermodynamics is alive and well. But anyway, um, okay, so verse 4, and f- please feel free to follow along in your Bible, might help, except if you're driving in a car or something. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Okay, so the 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 first murder was Abel kill, or Cain killing Abel and he was upset because God had no respect for his offering and had respect to Abel. And some people that I think are unlearned say that it was because it was an animal sacrifice. Cain's sacrifice was the work of his hands, Abel's sacrifice was the work of his hands, but it was by faith Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. It's it's Abel's faith that that sacrifice represented the promise made in the garden when Adam and Eve fell and Satan was cursed of God, and that the the seat of the woman would bruise his head, and the and Satan would bruise his heel. And uh, so we had the not Messiah's promise, the Messiah promise of the Messiah right there. And I'm sure Abel and Cain heard about it, but Cain didn't believe it, didn't understand whatever. And Abel did. Now, did Cain ever believe it? I don't know. God's will that all men be saved, so. If you have to be, you know, David said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So you don't have to be perfect, obviously, to get to heaven, although David was a man after God's own heart. But by which he obtained witness, Abel obtained witness, that he was righteous. For God hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. God testifying his gifts, and by it, he being dead yet speaketh. So Abel speaks to us um, from the dead that that we should trust Christ as our Savior basically is what it's saying. It was a sacrifice. Sacrifices represented the the, the Savior and the the Messiah and Abel had faith in him and Cain didn't and he's still speaking to us today. Verse five, by faith, Enoch was translated, raptured, if you will, uh, that he should not see death, death, the first death, and this is what the death that it's talking about, is separation from your body. So I think it's pretty done deal, in my opinion, that if Enoch is a picture of the rapture of the church, then we will bodily go up, we'll be trans, you know, get our new bodies on the way up. The dead in Christ shall rise at the same time before us, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up into heaven. But the resurrection of the dead is is Hebrews 6. It's a fundamental doctrine of Christ. But again, and I'm going to go to the most famous dead person that rose from the dead, which would be Jesus Christ. And his body was in the grave for three days while he was in paradise preaching to the saints and leading captivity captive on the third day to heaven. And on his way up, he told Mary Magdalene, don't touch me, I have not yet risen to the Father. When he came back, he told Thomas, put your hand in my side, touch my hands. And Thomas said, my Lord and my God. Anyway, okay, so um, by faith, Enoch, I think a picture of the rapture uh, was translated that he should not see death. And again, death is separation from the body. If you When you're raptured up, I don't think your de- dead body lays here. I think it goes up with you. Uh, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had a testimony that he pleased God. Uh, it's impossible. It, very next verse. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. You gotta believe in God, and that he is a rewarder of the them that diligently seek him. I think my last pro, my my last podcast forty three was about seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be open unto you. This is the answer. What about you know, all these good people that never heard of him and don't believe in him? Seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be open unto you. That's just what it's gonna happen. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, I didn't even know I was seeking him. I would not call, say I was diligently seeking him, but I would I really wanted to talk to him about the death of my brother. And I did talk to him, and I wasn't very nice about it. I cursed at him. In my bedroom, my house was very sad. My mother, my father, and I—I I had five, four other siblings. But in that May 24th, and after that, I don't think we got the word right away. I think it was—I think that was a Wednesday night. Wednesday he was killed. I don't know what day it was in Vietnam, but um, what day of the week it was. But I know, I'm know i pretty sure it was Saturday when I got the word because I was watching All in the Family, which kind of everybody knew what night that came on. But anyway, um, he can... Okay, we got to go. Diligently seek him. He's a rewarder of diligently seek them. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if you are not, don't have faith in the God of G, John 3:16. repent of your dead works, Hebrews 6, 1. Hebrews 6.1, right, right in the book of Hebrews here. That repent of your dead works and put faith towards God. If you can't do that, then you are condemned. And you, are, you condemned yourself. Um, as it says in John chapter 3, He that believeth on him is not condemned. He that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So if there's any condemning going on here, it's you doing it. Now, I think in context here, by faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, that's where the faith comes in, moved with fear, prepared an ark for a hundred years uh, to the saving of his house, his three sons and their three wives, and, and eight in all with Moses, Noah's wife. We were all descendants of Noah. Um and well, yeah we're all descendants of Noah and Adam but and Adam and Eve um, yeah and I guess Noah's wife is in there too at um, some degree, not quite as absolute as Adam and Eve but but which he con- by which he condemned which I think the he here is Noah condemned the world because and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. For God hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, the heir of righteousness which is by faith. I'm just going to leave it at that. Again, John 3 says, Unbelievers condemn themselves. He that believeth believeth on him is not condemned. He that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Two verses after... John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. God is not condemning us. We are condemning ourselves by not believing. I haven't been under there is no condemnation to those that are found in Christ Jesus. Romans 8 There is no separation for those that are found in Christ Jesus. Romans the end of Romans chapter 8 Heir of righteousness that's what I am. I'm, I'm a member of the family. I'm an heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Verse 8, By faith, we're going to talk about Abraham quite a bit here. By faith, Abraham, when he was... I'm trying to check the time here. Okay, by faith, by faith, when he was called to go into a place which he should after receive at, for an inheritance, obeyed and went not went out not knowing whither he went. God said go and he went. He didn't even know where he was going. That's kind of like, you know, God says jump and, and you don't even ask how high. You just jump. Anyway, um, he go and he went. By faith, Abraham sojourned in a land of promise. The promised land of, of uh, the land between uh, in the Jordan Valley there. Between the Sea of Galilee and the and the Dead Sea, as a stranger, as as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles or tents, with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the promise, the promise that all nations through him would be blessed, all families would be blessed through Abraham, and somewhere in your family tree, and I think our family tree is kind of, uh, you know, a really big tree because we're all it's the brotherhood of man through Adam and Eve at the root of it, if you will, but, but um, or if you believe in evolution, the two monkeys that evolved at exactly the same time, one man, one woman, and brought about whatever, the hopeful monster, in my opinion, but you can believe whatever you want. All I can say about evolution is if it were true, it would be undeniable. I personally believe it's very deniable, but if you don't, that's your that's your business. Um heirs of him of the same promise. Uh, for Abraham looked for a city which hath a foundation whose builder and maker is God. Through f- So, uh, for he looked for a city which hath a foundation whose builder and maker is God. All right. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed or a child, the promise of the, the, the Messiah through Isaac, through the child of Sarah and Abraham, and they only had one. Uh, Abraham had other children. He's the father of many nations. The Arab nations are all descendants of Abraham. I told you, I was on an airplane one time and a guy was reading what I thought was a New Testament. I said, so do you understand what you're reading? I'm Trying to take a little cue from Philip who asked the Ethiopian eunuch, do you understand what you're reading? He said, it's the Quran. And I said, oh, can I ask you another question? Uh, do you consider yourself a child of Abraham? And he said, "My name is Abraham." I would, I would. I don't think he was a Persian uh, Muslim, but a, but an, uh, from one from Saudi Arabia, which are the descendants of of Abraham. I don't know if Persians name their children Abraham or not, but and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged God faithful who had promised therefore verse 12 therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead abraham he was so old so many as the stars in sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable these all died in faith i hope You die in faith, and and if you stop believing, you know because you're senile or whatever. I wouldn't worry about that too much because once you're born, you're born in the family. You're in the family. I will not lose you. I will not cast you out. Jesus says in John chapter six. He'll not lose you. He'll not cast you out. Six thirty-seven and thirty-nine. Died in faith, not having received the promises of the Messiah, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of the promises and embraced the promises and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And they that say such things declare plainly, they seek a country. Beulah Land was written in 1876 by Edgar Page Stites. It is not under copyright law anything written before 1920
1: so here goes I'm kind of homesick for a country to which I've never been before no sad goodbyes will there be spoken And time won't matter anymore, Beulah land, I'm longing for you. And someday on thee I'll stand, There my home shall be turned. You can Google Beulah land and find
0: it in your Bible. It's a metaphor for heaven. Um, But now, okay. um, For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to return. I think that would be Egypt in the context of these people that, that left a country. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God for he hath prepared for them a country. This, I, let me change what I just said, because the next verse says, by faith Abraham. I think we're talking about where Abraham left Mesopotamia, which was a pretty nice uh, land between the rivers. Um, pretty nice place to be, but so was the Jordan River Valley also. So a uh, land flowing with milk and honey. So okay, verse 17. By faith Abraham, when he try was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom he said, of whom it was said by God that in Isaac shall thy seed, Abraham, be called. accounting Abraham, accounting God, was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence he had received him in a figure. So this is the clue here, that, that how could Abraham raise the knife over his son to sacrifice Isaac? Um uh, it was because he was accounting God able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence he also received him in a figure, because God stopped him at the last minute. Verse twenty: By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning the things to come, that all the world would be blessed through uh, Jacob's, um, the seed that that Jacob, uh, the promise of Abraham to Jacob, Esau would become the father of. Uh, some, some ites, I can't remember. Um, Midianites, maybe? Anyway, um, he was also blessed, but not of the, the blessing of the Messiah. That was for Jacob and Judah. Um, concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both sons of Joseph and worshipped, and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. So Genesis ends with the death of Moses. Exodus begins with the birth of Moses 400 years later, or however long the captivity was. I don't know how long it took before a Pharaoh came that knew not Joseph and put the children of Israel into slavery for fear for their great multitude. But when they left 400 years after Joseph had arrived, or 400 years of slavery, um, they um, they left Egypt. Joseph had said, uh, remember to take my bones with me uh, mid departing of the children, and gave commandments concerning his bones, take take those with you, so when um uh, when uh when Moses left after the, the the ten plagues, they did take the bones of Joseph, who was still revered and was uh was mummified and they could easily take the bones with him. So he was buried back in the promised land. Um by faith Moses when he was born was hid 3 months of his parents so his parents are made the made the list here because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment and to go against pharaoh and not turn your children over was was uh, a dangerous game and they they tried to hide him as long as they could but moses had a good set of lungs and the soldiers were always walking through the slums the slave slums looking for babies to throw in the baby boys to throw in the river by, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years as a young son of Pharaoh, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to, to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. verse 26 Esteeming the reproach of Christ here's Christ back with Moses, greater than the riches, riches greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of reward, so again, you can say like I did three months ago uh you know i'm not gonna you know I think it's better if I serve the lord for for uh you know because of what he's done for me i just i know it sounds good I said it just three months ago I've been a believer for forty eight years but i i'm not I read an article and I, and I agreed with it that and and there's all kinds of rewards. Uh, my pastor just—we just, we just uh, all the the rewards uh, were listed for one of them being for an elder that was uh, we uh, they laid hands on a pastor and he went over the laying on of hands, which is also Hebrews six, one of the six fundamental foundational principles of the doctrine of Christ. But anyway, um, by faith they they passed through through okay. Um, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than the treasures of Egypt for Moses had respect unto the recompense of reward. So, you know, you're, it's, I think it's like a team sport here, you know? And you can't just say, well, coach, you know, I'm just honored to be on the team, you know? No. Try to win. Try to, try to learn. Try to do better. Try to win people to Christ. Um, because you're commanded to. Anyway, through faith, he kept the Passover. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, which he had to flee, Pharaoh. And he endured, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Uh, Moses kept his eyes on the Lord, esteeming, verse 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than the treasures of Egypt. Verse 28, through faith, Moses kept the Passover. And the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. So through faith they kept the pass. He kept the Passover, and Israel kept the Passover. And I, I, I think you know, if if they hadn't put the blood on their doorpost, they would have lost their firstborn. And I also would guess, and I'm guessing, that the Egyptians that said, "Hey, we've seen nine plagues. I'm going with with Moses on this one." Killing you know, kill an animal and put his blood on a doorpost and, and, hey, let's go. I wonder if any Egyptians. It's a very inclusive Rahab the harlot, Tamar, uh, Mary Jacob, not of the tribe of, uh, of uh, Israel, um, uh, Ruth the Moabitess. Um, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down to Joshua after they were compassed about seven days. When, when, you know, military, I'm kind of interested in military, and they went around seven times, and he said, okay, charge the wall, and stay in, you know, just stay in your lanes, and just charge the wall. When you hear us blow the trumpets, charge the wall. Uh, there was no talk about, you know, set, you know, getting up weapons and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, and they're charging a wall with men on it and a walled city with uh, no devices to bring down the wall but they just they didn't ask any questions they just charged the wall by faith the walls of jericho fell down and they were compassed about seven days by faith the harlot rahab perished not with them that believe not perished not with them that believe not so she became a believer she's And she married one of the two spies, and she was the mother of Boaz, the mother-in-law of Ruth. Ruth was the great-great-grandmother of King David. So that would make Rahab the great-great-great-grandmother of King David. Ruth had... uh, uh, She was the grandmother of Jesse, who was the father of David. And I forgot. It starts with an M, I think. But anyway, all right. So uh, verse... um, 32. And what shall I say more? So we're ending with Rahab here and, and uh, we're going to go on to some more Jewish history. What shall I say more for the time would fail to tell of Gideon who defeated an army with 300 men. Uh, Barak. Uh, what he did escapes me. Samson. Everybody knows the story of Samson and the haircut. Jethpah. That's a story I to be honest with you, I'm not sure I understand it to this day. David, we know the stories of David. Samuel, uh, little boy sold, not sold, but given to Eli, uh, the last prophet, the last, uh, the last um, judge of Israel, and uh, before Saul was made king, and who also anointed King David, "...who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in in fight, and turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised up again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection." I don't know if it's jumping over into the church age now. Before, before Christ came, well, that would that would be after Christ uh, wrote, you know, was buried and rose again. Um, so it's not. I don't think it's talking about the church age here in Hebrews. I think it's talking about believers that the Jewish believers that were that were slaughtered. And what a what an awesome thing for the 144,000 to read is they're on the eve of this kind of stuff under the hand of the Antichrist. And I'm not saying today's uh, the rapture's Eve I'm just saying I, it's it's imminent, and why not teach it because all they're gonna have is what's left for the the bible and uh so if they find these um podcasts then maybe they'll get a good start and maybe you know a hundred years from now there maybe some other people uh will find these and Think they're worth listening to. Others had trial of cruel mocking, scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. Verse thirty-seven: They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were they were sawn in half, they were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted in torment. I think this was the lot of the prophets of God. Um, during the silent period. I, I'm not sure when, but 400 years of silence before, but from from the rebuilding of the temple to, um, to uh, the Messiah. Verse 38, of whom the world was not worthy. All these people, the world was not worthy. And the world won't be worthy of the 144,000 either and anyone else that gives their life during the 70th week of Daniel, which is a really hard time. Seven years of not so good stuff. And these all having obtained a good report through faith received not the promise of the Messiah. They looked forward. God having provides something better for us, for you and I, and for every other believer since Christ died and rose again. The day without us should not be made perfect. Without us, not perfect. With us, complete. The story has been told. And that's the end of chapter 11. But I'd like you to go with me to two more verses. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, of whom the world was not worthy, are these witnesses, And they're in heaven now watching us. Since Christ led captivity captive on the third day, they're in heaven. They're not in Abraham's bosom paradise anymore. They're in heaven with God. Today you die, your absent body, present with the Lord. Let us, you and I, lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, you and I. And let us, you and I, run the race with patience that is set before us, you and I. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, your faith and my faith, our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, Jesus, looking unto Jesus, keep our eyes, you know, we're running this race, let us keep our eyes on, the, on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for joy that was set before him, Jesus, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So, if this doesn't sound good to you, being a part of this, then then don't put your faith in the Lord. But if it does, if you'd like to be absent from the body and present with the Lord, and, and hang around these people whose the world was not worthy, Then, then put your faith in Jesus Christ. Repent of your dead works, Hebrews 6.1, because your works aren't going to save you. Your very best works, your righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Look it up, righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Put, repent of your dead works and put your faith in the God of John 3.16, of the God that sent Jesus to die on the cross to pay for our sins. And you will have everlasting life. And that is a good deal. In the words of uh, Terry Bole, that that's just too good of a deal to pass up. All right, I'm going to say adios, which means to God. And I'm going to say vaya con Dios, which means go with God.